0: Today on Don't Be Tardy, we're taking a trip to L.A. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, <laughs> After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 hey. We finally have a full house. Welcome to don't be so tardy Hollywood. I'm your host Elena you can follow me on all social, <laughs> social platforms and at hey underscore it's lay you hey it's okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay where can they find you that hey guys
2: here you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Suzette Bab and I Hey,
1: hey, it's Candice and A. Rice, a.k.a. Pimp Fried Rice. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Pimp Fried Rice and on Facebook at Candice and A. Rice. I didn't realize how much I love, this, I love song. this song. I know. It's like really setting the mood. Like, it makes me just want to go to Hollywood and like, <laughs> some. we actually
0: got a taste of that today yeah. on the episode Hollywood or Bust. They took their trip to Hollywood. Hollywood hey. L.A. And that's home for us, so it was nice yeah. to at least see familiar monuments and things yes. like
2: that.
0: And I think we finally got our wish. All season, we've been predicting that uh, Brielle was going to get back to work and, you know, somehow make her trip to L.A. Mm-hmm. and it's
2: finally here. How do you guys feel about that? This is like the episode I've been waiting for. It was so much fun covering them going to Hollywood. She, we haven't seen it yet, but she's going to go to Access, Access Hollywood. And then KJ, you know, getting to audition, the Cashmere Mist. Like, this is... This is, like, so much fun. And I have to say, like, she's so blessed, like, to have the connections right. and to, you know, I mean, we all are transplants, correct? Right. So, you know, we didn't get to be, like, in a Escalade, you know, you know, like, right. being in a hotel. But it was really fun.
1: I love kind of um, how they, they're showcasing the culture out here and how it's so different from the South where they come from. And so Brielle has this whole thing where she's excited about Los Angeles. She's like, oh, I'm fit to be there. But I'm just like, Brielle, when you get here, it's kind of like, you know, when you see her talk about LA and how fabulous it is, and the shopping and everything, and then yeah, but know. you gotta
2: work, girl. Exactly. I know, like, I know, and that. I love
1: how they show her first. Show her in, in and out eating that burger. Mm. That's a part of the culture. I,
0: th- mm. I think. I think the reaction though was was almost like most of us, at least for right. me, before I moved out to LA, I was just like, oh, you know, we all have this image of what Los Angeles is actually, what Hollywood is supposed to be, or what we think it is, right. and then when we get out here and we're living the lifestyle. It is still. All of those things, depending on your connection. So for mm-hmm. her, maybe it will be the mm-hmm. fun, the shopping, because she ha- she lost a seventeen thousand bracelet. We found out on this episode, man. So, but she didn't lose it, right? KJ threw it on the toilet. apparently, he threw or it he away. Threw it away. But she purchased it herself at 1918-19. Right. That's up. a wow. huge purchase can't make a purchase like that
1: i'm like i don't think my car is valued at
2: seventy two thousand.
0: so her her (laughs) la lifestyle would definitely be different than Mm -hmm. you know the lifestyle that i've experienced at least so i i get it but i do like how i like the cuteness of her her demeanor when it comes to going on auditions and meeting Mm -hmm. having a meeting at access hollywood and moving out here she's just like the quirkiness almost goes away and you kind of see this shyness that takes over her and that's really refreshing
1: to get from Brielle. Girl, yeah. L.A. is intimidating. Like, she's coming (laughs) into it. I mean, she's coming into... um, a world where a lot of people have the, the same connections that she has. It's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. So I'm actually, like, I'm so looking forward to seeing Brielle out here by herself. Like, I really think they should make that a show.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Ding, ding. There you go. And <laughs> she was taking it seriously, like, at home listening to Jason Kennedy, and she was, you know, reading everything on the TV. Like, I feel like there's a place for her. Absolutely. But I think that she's super young, and I think that she's going to have to do a lot of the grunt work before you can just interview, like, some A-list movie star, you know?
0: I did appreciate that she was taking it seriously. Yeah. Like, we don't really see her take anything serious. So the fact that she mm-hmm. was sitting on a couch even trying to practice for the audition or for the meeting, it was like, okay, yeah, I can see you going into the world. Now, even listening to her voice, coming as a host in the world, I hear her voice more, like, I wish she was into sports, because the way that she communicates and the way that she enunciates she her words... She just kind of gets it out she there. She has, like, a mm-hmm. very sportsy, like... I think she'd be perfect in the sports world,
1: and will happen. yeah, she has those. She would have those contacts already, and there's a lot less competition for women in sports. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brielle, yeah,
2: that's a good idea. That's, a th- I
0: mean, that's an yeah. avenue. I'm excited just to see where it's gonna go. I was a little bummed though when the episode ended, I only know. because this felt like the introduction to next mm-hmm. episode. And all the juicy stuff is going to come next episode. Yeah, I agree.
1: That's how they always do it. That's, <laughs> we just gotta that's, that's wait. Be for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what else happened on this episode? KJ is getting an audition next episode.
2: He is so perfect for TV. He's the like this he little really redhead. I keep forgetting he's four years old. I mean, he literally looks and acts like he's eight years old. Yeah, yeah he does. But she had said this before about him maybe doing acting. But I feel like he nailed his little, you know, commercial audition. Like I could totally see him like on a sitcom as one of the kids
1: yeah no he's just a like a fire of energy like all kids um I kind of wonder, like, how he's going to be... Because, you know, you also have to have kids that are, like, willing to take direction. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't I don't know. He kind of struggles listening to Kim sometimes. I'm just like, I wonder how he would do on a set. But then you see him actually execute when he set his lines in front of um, the publicist and everything. You're like, wow, like, the kid really has talent. Yeah. And it, then coming from Croy, seeing Croy do his uh that was performance. So that was
0: hilarious. The fact yeah. that Croy even got up there... And improvised. I was just like, "Whoa! I've never seen this kind of energy come from yeah. him." Like, I didn't know he had it in him to be quirky and really and funny. loud. He was like, well, "Yeah." The body movements. He, you know, it was refreshing. It definitely was refreshing.
2: I still think that he'd be like great with doing sports casting himself. The one thing I will say about KJ is, you know, being that writer in the business, and I've worked on set and worked in, you know, sitcoms or you know, one hour TV. You know, when you have one child in a show, it literally takes a village. And so it will be an interesting dynamic if he did ever book anything. Because, you know, it's like you do become that stage mom. Like, you're on set with them sometimes 10 to 14 hours a day. So being that all the kids are trying to kind of do their own thing, it would be interesting dynamic because they would have to be in L.A. Yep. It
0: This, with, with K.J. coming out to L.A., getting ready for his audition, it showed me how much they... The, the producers or the editors for the show, how much they edited him out from the previous episodes mm-hmm. because he was so hyped this episode. Oh, yeah. I almost was just like, take a nap, like, like just, <laughs> just go to sleep. Like, he was bouncing so much energy. off the walls. And I don't, like, we've seen him with his high energy, but I don't think we've seen it in this
2: mm-hmm. dosage. And I was just like, whoa. But remember that he's, like, in a hotel just with the two girls. So he right. really has that chance to shine and to be like it's just I me mean, I don't have the two little brothers and you know the the chef there and the stylist like it was just him to get that attention which I think he needs and then he, he,
1: he grew up around cameras so I mean like you know some yeah. kids are, are great when they're with their parents when they're with their you know acting coaches and things like that and they get in auditions and they like they freeze up so I I'm pretty sure he he has a nice little advantage. He
0: speaks uh, very well, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, how do you guys feel about children just going into the show business, especially with as many siblings as he has? Do you, do you feel like you know some of his other si- younger siblings may want to get in front of the camera as well, or or feel a little why does he have the spotlight, or you know if they see him on TV, how does how does that cross?
1: Well, the family and it the themselves as an entity and as a group, they have their own show. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that when you grow up in a family such as the Beardmans, um, you're going to have a few of the kids that's going to rebel against that entertainment life. It always happens in those like those Hollywood families. You're gonna have one, and that it could be um, Ariana that maybe wants to go to college and be a doctor. You're gonna have one or two that's gonna rebel. It typically happens like that, and then you'll have the ones that's gonna try to live for that spotlight as long as they can. Um, so I think that you have to see as they get older. Like they're kind of too young to tell now, um, but I think that a few of them may kind of. Repel the entertainment and the lights and everything, and you know you're gonna have some that's gonna they're gonna love it. They're gonna be you know they're gonna be meant for it. So
2: well, I think they're already in show business, just having a show and having people in and out of the house and having cameras. But like I said before, if if you're a child star and you're gonna be on set, you know, you know, let's say that he does get on set, it takes attention away from the other children. Like it would take attention away from you know Kai or whatnot because if you're here in LA and shooting a show and Kim had to be there or any parent, it, you know, there can be resentment with other children feeling like you weren't there for me. They got, you know, they're prioritized. You're always there with with them. And you've seen, there's like documentaries out there that show what it's like for child stars. Like, they're all like, you know, in a, LA apartment complex and they bring one parent and one kid and everyone else is back in their you know suburbia so I don't know I mean it could be resentment so we're talking about show business we're talking about
0: careers if KJ gets on set he'll have to bring a parent Kim has a very busy life Croy this episode we saw that he had to fly out to Buffalo Mm -hmm. and you know obviously it's always really hard because this has already happened in Reality, right. yeah. so we for, know
2: what's going on now. But
0: for the show purpose, you know, he flew out to Buffalo for the meeting. Um, if he were to get in show business with his parents' lives, and I don't, I'm not even sure what's going to happen or what exactly happened with the Buffalo deal. If he's, actually you know, if he's playing or whatever the case may be, that would be a lot to balance. He would mm-hmm. most, he would more, he would more than likely spend most of his time with the nannies.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't they, they don't have to be in L.A. either. I mean, Atlanta is such. Very like it's popular. booming yeah. right now. Like so many shows are taping there. So maybe he'll be able to like let's just be in Atlanta and get commercials going that way. So with their lifestyle, the Bearmans, you would think that
0: they are always out eating fancy steaks and lobsters mm-hmm. and and shrimp, like whatever whatever yeah. fancy food is to you. We didn't get the answer to that today. We just got fancy food. I don't know what fancy food is. However. Uh, Chef Tracy has been put up to the challenge to make some kind of fancy dinner for both Kim and Croy, but Kim and Croy have different appetites, so they eat different things. And I'm just like, what, first of all, what is fancy food?
2: Well, what they're saying is they just don't want fettuccine alfredo. Like, they probably want like a steak that's steak. medium rare with some... You know steamed
1: broccoli. Exactly. Cauliflower puree. Um, yeah Oh,
2: you know, maybe make some homemade crab cakes, tiramisu. Yeah. You know, they're they want that experience. But sushi. I'm pretty sure that they like they hired her because they have all those kids. So like making chicken nuggets, making pizza. You have that many mouths to feed. Like you need to make what's quick and easy. Deep right. fried sushi. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I never had deep fried sushi. What?
1: <gasps> Girl. And like,
0: we live in L.A. I feel like I have the expression on my face that Kim had when uh, Chef Tracy was trying to tell her the different things that she can make. I was, She was just like, mm, no, I don't like tomatoes. Like, I feel like I have that expression as you were calling out all these food mm. types. And I didn't know prior to this episode that uh, Tracy was on Top Chef. I didn't either.
1: Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, that's cool.
0: That's bomb. So I'm just like... <laughs> I it, like
2: one or no more.
0: Yeah. And I want to know, I just want to know like outside of the food that she makes for the kids and stuff, like what are you, what foods do you really like to make? Like what is your specialty? What is your, what are you bomb mm-hmm. at? You know what I mean? So I guess we'll have to see that next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to be in the kitchen
2: when they... Or eat. we're going to like stalk her Instagram to see what to see Chef right. <laughs> makes. Because they said she was a 25 Top Chef 25 Top Chefs in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. it's like, where was she before? Was she she always a personal chef? Did she have a restaurant? Like she's
0: been cooking for 25 years.
2: Interesting. Oh, I bet her food's amazing.
0: I'm hungry, actually. (laughs) We'll take the chicken fettuccine all day long. I'm sure we'll get more of uh, the cooking next episode, and at least to see what she comes up with.
2: Yeah, but I feel like they love Southern food, so, you know. I don't know. See, and, and this... The reason I bring it up
0: is because I'm a little torn when it comes to Kim and Croy's eating habits and then, like, the lifestyle they live. You would think that they eat very strict and very healthy and very light. Mm -hmm. However, they're very quick to let you know, no, we want, you know... I don't want to say the unhealthy food, but almost like the fatty food. Like she eats a lot of cheese. Like she loves cheese. Most right. people stay away from
2: cheese. Yeah. Well, so we see her with her shake, with and three, she, eats, she drinks
1: Starbucks. Starbucks is yeah. horrible for you. Yes. So
2: it's <laughs> so, Starbucks and shakes. So it's almost like a. A Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she
0: has a banging body, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we said that more than one yeah. time. So it's like, geez, can you
2: like just give me some of whatever you have? Going <laughs> on because we. But want she's it. always said she's a fast metabolism. Remember her mom? Her mom was just a stick. I mean, her mom was so thin.
0: And speaking of her parent, um, it was—it's—it's it's this hard thing to hear her mention her dad this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when she found out that Corey was going to Buffalo because that was her dad's favorite team, it was like so sweet. She was like, you know, I know all about Buffalo because my, that was my dad's favorite team, and it was like, aw. And then that was it. And it's like these um, little
2: pebbles. So sad.
1: Oh, but another thing that I thought was interesting with croy being in buffalo speaking of was um her dependency on him um when it comes to the kids and especially dealing with kj i found that to be very interesting only because um there's a huge possibility that his career can um you know he may end up somewhere where he's not in atlanta and he's not with the family so i'm just like wow like how is kim going to be able to deal with that because you know she was really she'd mentioned more than I think five times about how she needed him there yep. you know to help with him and with going to the lab and get him under control and then you know helping um, getting help with guiding him and the lines and things like that so I,
2: don't know. I think I think because she was a single mom such a long time and you're raising two girls and you're trying to you know support your family and give her credits because to have that and to still be able to get, um, Houses of Atlanta, all that is pretty amazing. Look what she's come from, but uh, like as a woman, like you get so tired. I mean, she had to carry so much. So now you have this man who is like, "I got you," and now you know. I mean, you just get used to that, and it is hard. Those boys, they want, they listen to him, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a
0: lot to balance. And she confessed that Corey is her security blanket. So it's maybe it's not even that she can't handle it. It's probably just that comfort of Mm -hmm. I can handle it when you're here because I know that you'll step in you know Uh, so even her saying that KJ only listens to Corey, I can understand how that is Mm -hmm. and why that is but it is it's great just to see how close they are yeah yeah. because they technically they are they've been married for about three to four years now but Mm -hmm. it's still three to four years is a long time but it's still like a a it's still fresh it's It's still new they make it that way yeah for sure so I love to see that 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 Dynamic mm-hmm. at least. Well, we don't have any celebrity and gossip news for you guys, but I think it's safe to move into predictions. Yes. Hey! Now, you're after Buzz TV. Ooh. Predictions. I'm super excited about predictions because we got a little snippet of what next episode is going to be, and it seems like it's going to be popping as far as like the auditions with KJ and Brielle. Mm-hmm. Um, so. My prediction, and I'm not gonna cheat, is that someone's gonna someone's gonna book a job. Some something is gonna happen where we're like, "Yay, congratulations!" and we're cheering. And I think that it's gonna be really good for the family, and it's gonna either help motivate others like Ariana and you know um, Cash. May, he might even want to do following KJ steps. Um, but I think that next episode we're gonna see someone book a job.
2: Hey. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'll be the opposite then. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think (laughs) that, you know, Brielle's young. You know, she's 19. And I think that getting in the hosting world is really, really challenging. And I think that she absolutely would have a place with any of the networks. But I think she's going to have to maybe be a PA. You know, she might have to, again, like I feel like you do have to do that grunt work. Like if if you and Lifesoners don't choose college, which I I didn't go to college either, but I'm saying that you're going to do the hustle and bustle to, you know, take the steps to do whatever you have to do to get to where you want. So I do think she'll... I don't know if she'll... You know, I I feel like she'd move to L.A. if she she knew for sure she had that job. I think it'll be really hard for her to come out here on her own because I think she's just so used to having, you know, Kim by her side. But if I
0: touch on my prediction, K.J. might be the one to get the job. Well, yes, you're right, yes. And that might... Push Brielle right to yeah. want to book, you know, to, exactly. to want to work harder. It gets you hungry.
2: We don't yeah, know. I think I think the KJ could totally see him on a sitcom, um, but it'll be interesting dynamic because then it's like the family would have to move to LA. Hey,
1: which isn't know. a bad thing. That'd be, no, cool. that, that would be a nice it. little. That would be a nice little spin. Yeah. Um, so my predictions. <laughs> I'm cheating because I'm going to <laughs> the little clips at the end. Um, so I'm thinking that. Croy maybe getting a little frustrated with Brielle kind of being indecisive about her directions as far as her career, and I'm I really want to see him push her because, um, I think if Brielle had the pressure of like oh coming out here and maybe having to do it more so on her own, thinking more independent, mm-hmm. I think that's going to change the whole um, scope of how she thinks about life and her career and um, just. Everything that comes with adulthood. So, as a young woman, I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm thinking Troy's going to push her.
2: I was going to say, I moved out to L.A. when I was just turned 18 from Minnesota. Oh, wow. And I had no money. So, if you're going to spend 17000 on a bracelet, this is when, you know, that could have been your move, right? So, it's like if she's ready to do it and she really wants to... I'm not saying she would have done it by now. You know what I mean? But, she, you know, like we saw Corey, it's like, well, why haven't you then? Do you know what I mean? I'm nervous
0: about that, though. I'm nervous about that push. I'm nervous about that fight only because we know that Kim is very protective over Brielle.
2: But listen, you come out here, you sign your lease, you're unhappy, you go home in eight months, and two years later, you come back. It doesn't have to be the all or nothing, like, I'm going and this is it. You come and... You know, try it out now while you have a bravo show. Right. Yeah. Go. Go, girl. This
0: conversation is
2: gonna have to be continued next okay. week because dun, dun, dun. we don't know exactly
0: what, what what what's gonna happen. We don't know. We yeah. don't know yet. But I am super excited about it. Again, you are tuned in to the Don't Be Tardy after show. You can follow me, Elena, your host, on all social platforms at hey underscore it's lay. You can
1: follow me at Suzette Bab, all social media. And you can chat with me on Instagram at underscore pimp fry rice. Bye, guys. Bye See you next, week. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos,
2: Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com.
0: I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of Afterbuzz TV.